right side, at least I won't have to make room for dating around my gaming schedule. That would suck. You just have to pick the right tool for the right job. And believe me, they're all tools. Yes, Blade is ready to partay. Oh, my mom dropped me off. Enchant a fish and make a wish, the festival of the sea. Guess my princess is in another castle. I'm about to ruin 72 cents worth of tater tots. Hey, guildies, this is Kenny, and this is Knights of the Guild, the official podcast for the award-winning web series, The Guild. This is Companion Cast Season 4, Episode 12. This is the final Companion Cast for the final episode of Season 4. Can you believe it? It's already over. It just kind of flew by, but man, has it been a fantastic season. This is probably one of my favorite seasons that's happened so far. Felicia just it continues to amaze me at, at the way that she just twists and turns the story. Uh, every season is so different from the other one. There's never, none of the seasons ever feel like, oh, she already did this. Oh, you know, kind of similar. Nothing. Every single season is completely and totally different. And this season was so much fun. It took the story and the characters into whole new directions. We got to see different sides of the characters. We got to see them develop more, you know, so much fun. Oh, I can't believe it's over. It's so sad that there's no more guild, at least for now. You know, um, I haven't heard anything about season five yet, but I'm sure they're going to make it. It's just a matter of when and, you know, how quickly they can get it done. And hopefully, if they do, I will be bringing you guys companion cast for that as well. But um, this episode was a lot of fun. It was obviously the, the big finale with Vork's wedding. What did you guys think of the guild hall? Wasn't it fantastic? Oh, so, so cool. We actually have people talking about how they created that guild hall in this episode, so uh, um, hopefully you guys will really enjoy that. But um, it was just a fun episode. I just I liked it because I've, I've always been a Zabu Codex shipper. I've always wanted them to get together because I think they're perfect for each other. And I think it was kind of nice at the end, you know, that Codex actually is leaning that way. She's realizing that Zabu is pretty much everything she wants in a guy. And... Um, I like that they're holding hands at the end, so who knows what will happen, you know, for the next season. But of course, the big huge cliffhanger was they're going to be going to a gaming con. So, hmm, I wonder if that will be what season 5 will be about, or, you know, don't know yet. Have not a clue, haven't heard anything about season 5 yet, but uh, look forward to it. And uh, I'm so glad Vork did not marry Avanashi. That would have been interesting, but uh, glad it didn't go through, glad everyone objected. So what did you guys think of Kevinator? Da-da-da, big surprise. I love when Felicia can bring in some of her friends from previous jobs and and they do little cameos. Uh, He was such a great guy. He was so much fun to talk to, to hang out with. I was there actually taking pictures when he was putting on the Kevinator outfit. And uh, that was a lot of fun. And Greg did a fantastic job creating that that whole Kevinator look. Um, but it was funny. I mean, because, you know, Kevinator is this big, macho guy. And he takes off his little helmet and he's this little scrawny person. Um, just a normal guy, you know, just with a lot of power, at least in-game. So, uh, yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. Hopefully, you guys, that, that was a surprise and a shock to you. Because that's what it was meant to be. It was, you know, it was just one of those, wow, cool surprise cameo. You know, stuff like that is always, always fun. But, um, yeah, this episode was, was a blast to shoot. Uh, we shot it all on green screen, which is always very difficult. But I think it turned out really, really well. So let's go ahead and take a listen to the final companion cast for episode 12, Guildhall. Hall. 
guys, I'm here with Zents in season four. We are shooting our final scenes, the the wedding scene. We're doing all green screen. Is this your very first green screen? Uh, yep. This is my first and hopefully not last green screen. How is it so far? It's fun. It's really fun. It's very versatile in how you can shoot because the whole background is always green. So we've been doing a lot of cheating with the various positions and whatnot. Yeah, it's been angles. fun. Yeah. Is it hard for eyeline? Because that's the most important thing. Uh, I don't think so. I mean, we've we've definitely had to ensure that everything stays um, consecutive and whatnot. But we've we've been pulling it off so far. Cool. Now, how is it to be back in your blades gear? It's, it's very warm, <laughs> is what it is. I'm 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 baking in this thing. Now, is there anything new to your, your outfit this, this time around? Um, not or that I know of. I'm pretty sure this is the same outfit that we've always been wearing. It's sort of like the staple mm-hmm. of our. Um, of our characters and whatnot, but yeah, it's just, you know, sweating bullets here. Yeah. Um, I have another question. Oh, so this is the last episode of season four. Yeah. How has, how do you feel the overall arc of Blade's story for this season? How has that been? I did it. Um, I mean, we've been able to um, throw in an interesting sort of little story for Blades each season so far. And I really think it's fun, just sort of developing in little ways here and there. The cheesy beard stuff being some of my, fa- my favorite yeah. in the season. Yeah, you were prominent in this season. Blades, yeah, I was actually. I showed up quite a bit, didn't I? Yeah, he was actually. He had lots of lots of different roles in this. Well, you know, Felicia responsible <laughs> to threats. So. <laughs> oh boy. Very nice, nice. There it is. Now, where do you hope to see Blades in the future? Um. Well, uh, this is after they've seen this episode, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, season five, apparently we're going to a convention. Yes. And I'm, you know, the one with the posse here. I'm the, 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 the head cheese. So I think that'll be fun. I mean, obviously, Blades' fame is going to go somewhere now because he's in this viral video. Yeah. And I'd like to see him just sort of, I guess, turning more into me. Ugh. <laughs> no. I don't know what's going to happen. Now, where would you like to see him now? Do you want him to become big and famous? I think or do you want him to go to his head and he just overdoes well, no, it? Knowing Blades, he'll go to his head no matter what. Yeah. He'll have 12 fans and he'll think he's like, you know, Brad Pitt yeah. or something. Um, but I'd like to see that, actually. I'd like to see him get, get pretty big and recognized and what happens because yeah. it'll be interesting. Nice. Now, you have a fight scene with Tinkerbala. Yeah. Uh, I know it's very short, but, that, you know, I, there's a stunt coordinator here. Who's directing you guys? How's it going so far? It's going good. Um, I've actually been training all day for that thing. Um, I don't know exactly what's going to show up in the episode right now, but I have some windmill moves and slashes and cuts and moves and stuff that I learned today and had to practice literally all day. That's why I'm kind of out of breath right now. (laughs) Um, I I hope it turns out great. It's a really fun routine. Awesome. Well, we really appreciate you stopping by and chatting with us, and thank you for the great season. For sure. Thank you. Here with Jeff Lewis on the set of the Guild. So we're shooting the big, huge wedding scene today. Yes, we are. Uh, the green screen. How is it working with green screen? Uh, it's been great. I've had no problems. I had to change my costume slightly to uh, accommodate the green, since I have some green out, green parts of my clothing. But uh, it all worked out great. Yeah. How do you like your new white outfit? I like it. It's very white. <laughs> it's very clean and white, and well, I have not gotten anything on it yet. Good. And is this the first time you've worked with green screen? Uh, no, I've worked. Uh, I've done a couple things. I can't quite remember, but um, definitely I've done stuff. I used to work at a production company that had a had a stage just like this, a green screen, and we used to. I used to do small parts for them or help them out, and so I'm very familiar with green screen. 
Mm-hmm. Now, what's one key important thing when you're working with green screen that you can share with uh, the listeners? Um, I know that it's very important that uh, you not get any dirt, that you walk around with uh, shoes that are, that are covered in something. I remember I had to repaint it. Every time before there was a production shoot, I would have to repaint it because you need a, you can't have any chips or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Messes it up. Nice. And now, how is it with the eye lines? Have you guys done some weird movements on the? We did. Station? We did. Um, um, we sort of had to flip stuff around to make it easier. Um, or we didn't have to, but it was easier to flip stuff around, and it's, it's fine. I mean, it's slightly strange for a second, then you're fine with it, but it's always okay. Yeah, now, this is the last episode of the season. What do you think of uh, Vork's overall storyline? I think it's been good. I mean, I don't know if he's learned anything, He's, but that's maybe that's what it's, that's okay, because he's just, a, uh, he's just like, uh, you know, not a standard, but he's like uh, the, the never-changing kind of guy, like, he's like uh, an, an experiment, you know, mm-hmm. you can't you can throw anything against him, and he just never changes. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, it's been a good arc. Uh, be fun to see him. It would have been fun to see him get married, but maybe, uh, maybe not. <laughs> maybe, maybe who knows? Maybe next season. Yeah, I think we talked last. Where you mentioned that you wanted Vork to get a girlfriend or a wife. So I guess it kind of happened. It did for a brief, for maybe a day. Um, I think it would be funny. I mean, I don't know. I'd like to see him have a little bit of, you know, you always want to see people you, that like some losers sort of win just for a brief moment, like a sexual foray, uh, a one night stand. I think would be really funny, almost like a forty year old virgin mm-hmm. or something like that. Like you want to see those guys win once in a while. I think yeah. it'd be fun. Although he's he's a slightly despicable character, so. I don't know if he's despicable. Not he despicable, just, but he he's has quirks. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see the woman that would be interested in him. Yeah. And, and people would, and without money changing hands, right? Right, of course. At least eight dollars. He wouldn't spend money anyways on no, one. No, no. So. He would definitely negotiate him for a two for one special <laughs> or something. But he, uh, it would not despicable. But he's definitely a guy who's a, sort of, I, I think, a negative, and women would be a little turned off by that. Yeah. So. Cool. Now, where do you hope to see him go in the future? Um, I'd love to, uh, you know. God, it's a good question. I had an, I said I'd love to, and then I didn't <laughs> never answer. But it'd be funny to see him, you know, maybe get another job, you know, maybe a driving instructor. I don't know. Oh, that would be funny. Something just see different, uh, him trying different kinds of jobs, and maybe for some reason he's got to earn some money, like the Social Security stopped or something. But uh, that'd be fun, and maybe seeing a, boy, a guy come over and say, I'm your son. That like, would be funny. He donated sperm for money uh, years ago, and... Guy found him. I don't know. That would be fun. That's I'll pitch those to uh, Felicia. Felicia, yeah. Cool. Well, we really appreciate you chatting with us. Thank you. And for thank you for me. the great season. You are. You're welcome. <laughs> Hey guys, I'm here with Amy, and we are shooting the last shot of the season, which is the wedding. It's all green screen. Is this the first time you've done green screen? Um, I think so. You've done it before? I don't think so, okay. no. Yeah. How is it so far? Uh, it's been good. Um, yeah, it's not. it hasn't been too difficult, because, you know, we can all play off of each other and yeah, stuff. It's not, not like we're by ourselves, like, reacting to people that are not there. Yeah, so it hasn't harder. been, yeah, it hasn't been too bad. Cool. It's really hot. Yeah, it is very hot. The lights and stuff, yeah. but 
Other than that, it's been good. Yes, and you have your your elf ears on. I do. Yeah. How are you with those? Uh, so far, it's okay. okay. Um, it's been it's been good. Kind of messes with my hair a little, <laughs> but we're working around that. Um, but you also have Robin and uh, yeah, Sandeep. Great. Now yeah, they have Robin, ears. Yes, theirs looks a little more normal and human like than mine. Oh, Mine's no. a little you're, you're, bigger. You have yes. pointy ears. Yeah. Mine are very elfy. Yes, yes. But uh, I'm afraid to take them off. I feel like it's going to hurt. It hurt last time when I took it off. So okay, well, it's going to rip a little. Hopefully it won't be too bad. Yeah. And you're back in your outfit again. I am. I know how much you love that. Uh, yeah. I think I like the ears more than I like the outfit now. And that's saying a lot. Yes, that <laughs> is saying a lot. Um, I mean, the outfit was cool, but having to keep up not having a huge belly in my midriff <laughs> is not the funnest thing. Yeah. So yeah, and um, uh, Tink has evolved over this season, season four. She, I think she's evolved probably the most than any other season. Do you are you happy with how she? Turned yeah, out I'm really really happy. I'm really happy in the direction she's going. Like she's actually, you know, wanting to be friends with people in the guild, like outside of gaming, which is like a huge step for her, I think, and. Obviously, it makes it more fun for me, too, because I'm not just, like, isolated from everyone all the time. So, yeah, it's been a good season for Tink, I think. And where do you hope to see her in season five? Um, I don't know. I guess, I mean, she really reached out and, like, connected with Clara this season. But maybe, you know, with the other characters, maybe even make amends with Blades or something. Because I think they're still butting heads a little bit. Do you think there's any romance possibility? Oh, uh, you know what? I think... That's I uh, know I don't think so. Blaze is a little too young for Tink. I think she goes for like the older ones. More mature. More Money. mature. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. I think you know she milked out Blades for a while. I think she's done with that. Okay. Yeah. Well, we really appreciate you talking to us, and thank you for such a great season. Thank you. I'm here with Greg Aronowitz and. We are here discussing the Guild Hall. The Mighty Guild Hall. Yes. Now, um, it's not CG, <laughs> which is surprising. Yeah, which is... Uh, uh, was, that, now, was that your choice? Because I know they came to you with the whole idea. Yeah, well, it was something I, I threw into, uh, into the mix because I thought it would make it more interesting for you know the audience mm-hmm. um it's kind of uh i don't know is it ironic what's the word i'm looking for it's um the fact that the game world is actually built as a physical model Real, as opposed yeah. to cg you yeah. know it's like kind of a juxtaposition or something <laughs> um i don't know what the literary definition would be but um yeah, I guess that just came about because we were talking about the look of it and um you know, I personally don't do computer graphics. Mm-hmm. You know, I have this amazing team. They're actually looking at us through a window right now. <laughs> Get back to work. <laughs> um and um uh I knew, you know, we had to composite the green screen into the backgrounds, but I thought that um Worst case scenario, uh, if everyone got busy and had to go and you know, we still needed a background, I could build a model myself. If mm-hmm. I had a bunch of CG 
people working on stuff and then like if it got out of control or didn't get completed i i would you know i wouldn't be able to do anything so i like to try and keep everything as tactile as possible so i can jump in anytime yeah. well, plus it's, <laughs> that's your history i mean you, yeah you yeah and, I, and that's what i know and you know i'm learning about the the uh computer graphics and and it's kind of an interesting meld because i take all of my visual effects experience with the you know physical things and um and then take everyone's you know new knowledge of computer graphics and try to kind of fuse them together to make these new interesting things and that's you know what i was trying to do with the guild hall i the other thing i thought of is you know we don't have a lot of money we don't have a ton of time and at first, Felicia was like, oh, you know, it's just kind of like, you know, World of Warcraft and, you know, it's like n- good graphics but not yeah. like movie graphics. Yeah. And then she sent me some links to Assassin's Creed and they had done – they had spent like millions and millions of dollars to do these little mini promo movies. Yeah. And I was like, OK, well, that's not game graphics anymore. That's like super intense yeah. stuff and, and I felt like – in her mind's eye, that's more what she was seeing. So, and, and I also thought that to do kind of like the um, the tiled game graphic backgrounds, mm-hmm. but then have the actual live actors on green screen, like there would always be this separation. Mm-hmm. So I said, well, why don't we just put the real people into a real environment and then let you know the computer guys and um, the After Effects you yeah. know, team kind of split the difference. So that's yeah. how that came about. Nice. And um, is it more difficult to do practical models than it is CG? Well, I mean, I guess it all depends who you ask. You know, if that's you if you ask, yeah. uh, you know, if you ask Mazin, he'd probably be like, "Oh, I can build the Gil Hall in you know in two days in yeah. CG." Um, but it looks different, and it does look I mean, different. It, it look, does. Yeah, I mean, it you looks know. like. But but I feel like me personally, like I said, you know, I have an amazing crew, but it's. You know, we're in an industry where things pop up all the time, and you can't ever say to somebody like, "Oh, you know, I know I was going to give you a couple hundred bucks to help me, and I know you just got that offer for a thousand dollar a day job." Yeah. So, but you got to stay. So, I had to keep it a little loose, and I feel like if everybody leaves, I can still build a model. Yeah. You know, and so to me, the miniature is easier. Yeah. And I guess what really sold it because then it was kind of up in the air. I'm sure if you talk to everyone else involved. They'll be like, you know, they weren't really sure how it would work. But I guess Sean Becker was excited about it. And then Chris Darnell got super excited because he was like, ever since I was a kid, my dream has been to like shoot a miniature. And it just seems like there's less and less of that. So he was totally on board. So that helped seal the deal. And, you know, it was a lot of fun because that was the other thing I felt is when you're doing CG, if you're not actually doing the CG, there's just a lot of like notes and pointing you know yeah Yeah. and and you know not even matter of control but less like you know you're just like oh can we get more shafts of light in there and then you have to like wait and see what happens i felt like if we had the miniature especially shooting digital we can have the camera in there we can have the monitor and what we see on the monitor is what we get so if we have to adjust the lighting or you know put more smoke or it's all all hands-on it's instantaneous now how big is the guild hall so, I mean, you have a camera. How does it fit inside? Well, yeah. These little, tiny little yeah. Well, you know, they're shooting cameras. on the 5D, so it's super small. Did you break it so it's like a brick, brick apart? All the walls come off. Okay. And we kind of started with the two sides and the back on shooting from the front forward uh-huh. and then just kind of went around counterclockwise and 
you know, put the back on, took the side off yeah. and shot that, then took, you know, the the front off and shot towards the back and put the side back on. Yeah. And just Now, do you have little figurines for the characters? Or do you, is that all just nothing? Um, we had a reference, you know, so I built it to a scale. It's roughly an inch to the foot. Okay. Um, we actually used one of my action figures, Alley Cat, from <laughs> my comic book. Nice. Um, she was the stand-in. And so you would put her in there to basically, because you have your green screen on the monitor, so you're like, okay, we're looking oh, so at. You're, so you're looking at the physical thing that we shot. Yeah, we're, we, yeah, we're looking. We, we actually looked the at the screen, cut. You can see, okay. Yeah, and then what Mazin did is he built a quick. Um, uh, it's funny because 3D. When when I think 3D, I think like actual physical models because i used to say like oh i'm a three i built 3d models and yeah. now people are like computer graphics and <laughs> so uh, i always want to say 3d but he he built a what would now be considered a 3d model of the guild hall and um just roughed in some textures and stuff and then using all the information we had from the green screen of the camera angles mm-hmm. and you know the height the lenses he went through in the backgrounds with rough composites and that kind of gave us a guide so that we knew which way to aim the camera and how low it should be and yeah. you know and we were able to adjust it and so we have that and you know you would look at okay it's a close up of orc so behind him we need to see a little of the column and that piece of wall yeah. and so we would stick Alicat in there and then put the camera there and be like, okay, her face is now kind of where Vork's face should be. And then we would take her out and, and shoot it. Wow. It's incredible. <laughs> I've, I've seen episode 11. There's a really little bit of it. I've seen 12 also, but 12 is unfinished. So it's not about green screen. <laughs> well, it but, is happening uh, oh, 10 feet away from yeah. us right now. <laughs> Actually, the computer that uh, you're sitting next to is rend- the monitor's off, but it is rendering oh, the, the Puffy Palace. I didn't touch anything. <laughs> um, that's cool. Yeah, let's talk about the Puffy Palace. So it obviously changed from the Guild Hall, from Vork's version of the Guild mm-hmm. Hall, to Clara and Tink's version of the right. Guild Hall. Yeah, as, as requested by Codex, Kevinator, uh, you know, abuses his power <laughs> <laughs> in order to be able to, you know, touch her orb. And uh, changes it to, you know, the designs they had submitted for their palace. Tell me why you went with CG for this and not a practical model. I felt that um, there was a little more, like, I don't want to say cheesiness, but a little more, like, punchiness Mm -hmm. to it being all CG. You know, I thought that if I tried to make a model with all the big puffy shapes and, and everything like it, it would work but it just seemed like more fun at that point i also felt like kind of um i'm trying to think of an example of like a kid show like the wiggles or something you know where sometimes they green screen into cartoony backgrounds and they're not quite they don't really blend in yeah. i thought it could be more like that which would make it even more of a nightmare for vork you know because he wanted this like stark ominous yeah. kind of you know dingy monochromatic place that just kind of like scared people away you yeah. know to protect what they had yeah. and theirs is like you know fun and inviting and colorful and you know um it just seemed like it would play better in cg you know plus i mean we have butterflies and all kinds of crazy stuff and it just you know yeah. Yeah, very cool. Now, for Vork's version of the palace, you have a giant Vork. Now, that's that's a practical, that's a real thing mm-hmm. sitting in there. Right? Yes. I mean, everything you see 
other than the actors is on is my it, mantle. Really <laughs> it's a physical thing, though. Yes. Like on the wall, the frames and all that. Yeah, all the little paintings and that's yeah. all real. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really real. Yeah. Not CG. No, no. The only things that are well, actually, in the end, everything in the Vork version is real, right down to the the blue flame. Mm-hmm. Um. Mazin, yeah, Mazin put practical lighting into the sconces that gave like interactive lighting. Uh, we put little LEDs, and Chris shot it so that um, you can see the pools of light. And then Mazin went and uh, luckily he didn't burn down the barnyard, but he um, took a um, paint can and made a little fire in it, and then shot that against black, and then composited the flames into each sconce and then color corrected them to blue so that it just had like a magical effect um but yeah even the fire is real and the shafts of light you know we we enhance things with after effects and stuff but it's all physical the floor the columns the you know the paintings of them yeah you know the statue the did you see oh you might not have seen those in 11 but in 12 you will see um This will be in 12, by the way. Right, right. So, okay, so everyone... That's the bulk of it. Yeah. Everyone would see, they'll know. Um, but yeah, in this episode, you see the... Um, uh, the gargoyles with Vork's head on it. Oh, my God, really? So, yeah. Oh, and there, cool. I don't know, actually, if it made... I'm not sure which episode it is, but at one point, we had shot, you know, Vork is, like, losing the you know bid to mm-hmm. to get the thing and he's like but i wanted gargoyles with my face on them and i don't know if that makes if that's still in the I show now that. Yeah. but yeah. but um uh nice i went so those did, are practical those are yeah real. those are real so you sculpted work face which yeah many times. yeah i basically told felicia that if i make you know like one more you know <laughs> effigy of of, of uh work that jeff was gonna have a restraining order against me so <laughs> maybe next year we'll focus on another character and... nice nice and uh let's talk about the special guest in episode 12 um you mentioned him to me uh kevinator no actually I'm, oh. I'm talking about uh, oh the, the even more yeah, very special Greg's own dog well, actually now both of his dogs have been in the guild because yes. the first dog art was in the video that ollie was watching the right video, right one of the smaller humping videos. the skateboard humping the skateboard trying to stand out and then of course greg has to get his other dog in there <laughs> and when vg is is struck down by the kevinator she turns into print right yeah. yeah, he there was um a like open casting call and uh there were you know everybody's dog wanted the part. Um <laughs> but I guess what got one, you know, pranked over was uh he sits <laughs> he has this crazy little thing where he just like completely spreads his back legs out when he sits and, and he looks like some weird kind of <laughs> frog. Actually, what was the um Bill the cat, or from uh, Doonesbury, or yeah, Opus, Opus, yeah, the penguin, yeah, yeah, but but there was a cat, yeah, yeah, like the crazy cat, yeah, Mm -hmm. and he kind of always sat like, and um, uh, he sits just like that, so it's just like really, um, 
awkward and and out of place so he, it just seemed fitting that you know it would just be if a person got turned into a dog that it's kind of that bambi thing yeah. like you don't and he just looks around so he was surprisingly really well behaved for the green screen yeah, cause i can't imagine he's crazy <laughs> he's a little crazy he's a, little he, he, he's a boston terrier and he's <laughs> you know he's super hyper yeah. but um he was really good except we had a, like a little mini green screen set up for him. Kim's place? No, this was here. Okay. Yeah, we shot at the barnyard. We shot it the same night we did the miniature. Oh, cool. And uh, um, yeah, we had a little mini green screen. So Chris had to put all the lights like really close. So <laughs> he just ended up being really hot. Like, he, oh, you yeah. know, after a while he was just like, yeah, this tongue out. And he was like, <laughs> but he stayed there and, you know, and he did, did what we asked him to do. Nice. And, you know, he looked around and did all the stuff. So, nice. so hopefully, you know, he'll get his own show. <laughs> <laughs> he can pay some bills. <laughs> and we shot the miniature at night and all night. Was that purposely? Yeah. Um, because it was easier to control the, the, um, light. the lighting and... Yeah. There wasn't really a place to do it indoors. Like, we would have needed a stage, you know? And plus, the particular week that we shot, it was, like, the hottest week of the summer. So there was no place that we could have, you know, been that would have been cool enough. Like, it would have just been so uncomfortable. Um, How long did that shoot take? Basically all night. Like, we started at 8 o'clock because we wanted to get it kind of dark and we finished at eight o'clock so it was 12 hours yeah the next morning yeah oh man did everything yeah. go as planned do you know if there's anything that you guys just couldn't match or get or no it was pretty good there you know i think there was one thing that's really difficult to do anytime without like complete computer controlled but we did a dolly on the green screen and then a dolly on the model mm-hmm. and um, you know, people were like, oh, don't do that. And I said to Sean, oh, no, it'll be fine. We can match it. And But what I didn't realize is I thought they were going to have like an actual, you know, dolly like on rails. And we had this dolly that was um, uh, just like inflated tires and, you know, it I don't know what kind of dolly it's called. I'm sure there's a name for it, but it's like it's not really a camera dolly. Yeah. And the tires were kind of flat and it kind of, you know, oh, bumped. Nice. I'm sure Mazin can go into more. I'm sure Mazin will be like, the problem is. That's what, he, that's what he always says. So there was a lot of tracking involved. And then when we shot the miniature, um, we had like a mini track and we didn't have enough to do one entire move. Mm-hmm. So we had to split it into two. And... Um, it was, you know, kind of hard to stay. But, but these guys are awesome, you know, Mazin oh and Amish. Yeah, so um, I think it's super cool. You know, I mean, I look at it and I'm like, that's kind of like Lord of the Rings, but, you know, <laughs> for a web show. Well, the so. seconds I saw of it in 11 were pretty awesome. So I can't wait to see the whole wedding scene done in it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Everybody's working really hard on it, yeah. so... Uh, so you're the creator of Kevinator, mm-hmm. who's the big bad in season four. And uh, did, did you get any input from Felicia or anybody else, or did you just say, make this bad yeah, guy? Yeah, no, no, of course. Well, originally it was um, uh, Sarah and, and, you know, Wardrobe was oh, okay. going to handle it. And then um, the, the Kim called me and said... You know, we have the the in-game stuff, and we we want Vork like in dress armor, and then we have the Kevinator. But you know, 
there's just no money for two suits of armor. Like, yeah. how are we going to, like, make this badass armor for no money? So the first thing that came to my mind to help Wardrobe was I had just finished Legend of Neil. And in Legend of Neil, there is the um, Dark Nut. And this season, they had made, for season three of, of Legend of Neil, they had a second Dark Nut costume made. So now they have two suits of two armor. And it's really well made, and it's all plastic. It's very, very cool. But it's pretty much painted like silver. You yeah. know, it's like relatively simple. So I was like, wow, if we ask Sandy really nicely, if we could borrow those, I'm like, we could alter them, like add some stuff to them, and then paint them, and then it wouldn't be that hard to then paint them back. And, you know, uh, so they did, and Sandy, you know, totally. That's cool with it. Yeah, let us use them. And so then they came to my house. Um, and then... So Sarah ended up on another gig. So they call Kristen, like, the night... Is it the night before? No, I guess... the. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They called her, um, like, on Friday. And we were shooting on... Monday or something it was it was something like that it was like it was definitely this really quick uh, turnaround and they said hey uh, you know you were gonna help Sarah do those costumes over at Greg's and she's like yeah and they're like okay well Sarah's not doing anything worse now you have to do it so she came over and she was like okay well what should we do and she's like by the way it's my birthday (laughs) she's like I'm going away for the weekend Um, so she's like I can help you like as much as possible and you know and she's like maybe I'll cancel and it's like no 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 don't like don't cancel and so she helped like um, and she but she had other like all the other characters to do too so she helped me like prep um, Vork oh and so then the other thing we decided was that Vork um, it would be funny if he was in white because number one we're doing green screen screen. so he's green but also, like, you know, just kind of the virgin kind of thing and yeah. everything. and you know. But it was all, it's funny. also regal. Yeah. And then it was a phone conversation of, you know, Kim and, and Kristen and myself and Felicia. And it just kind of became obvious that what we should do is convert his real costume. Because Kristen's concept of it was like, well, Vork, even if he had all the money and everything, like, he's so conservative. Yeah. Like, he would still have the same costume he would just be like oh it's white this is my dress you you know but he wouldn't go like super crazy and I was like that makes sense because then with the suit of armor for Kevinator like that'll be bigger and grander by using the dark nut well yeah plus it's black yeah the evil's black and the white yeah yeah. so we ended up just using one suit of armor we painted um uh, Vork we put the Knights of Good symbol on his loincloth and and put some extra jewels on that so um uh Kristen handled most of that and I started working on the uh, Kevinator so originally I was just supposed to do the weapon which was you know going to be a uh, Sean wanted a giant Gin- staff ginormous it's heavy and it's huge yeah oh it's huge but it started out as a staff he wanted like a big staff and Infelice was like no 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 it has to be like a sword because it has to be it's like a he's like a warrior you know and then we were like, yeah, well, Vork has a sword. And Vork's sword's pretty damn big yeah, already. So it was like, how much bigger can a sword get? So then we just decided that it would be like a battle axe. And I'm like, I'm just going to make this thing ridiculous. <laughs> and it was ridiculous. It was, yeah. And um, And then uh, when we were filming it, actually, Sean was like, oh, you know what would be cool? Um, 
as if it just kind of stood there on its own, you know? And I was like, all right, well, what, how tight is the shot? And he's like, oh, it's kind of like a cowboy close-up, you know, like from, like, you know, waist up. Yeah. I said, all right, well, I'll just, like, kneel down and hold the thing. So now this thing is, like, eight foot tall. It's about 35 pounds at the top. And then and just, like, eight feet of PVC. Yeah. <laughs> um, so 35 pounds isn't a lot, except after six hours when you're holding it but the thing was they the well too. yeah because then they were like okay uh, we're actually gonna we're gonna switch lenses we're gonna swing a lens and go wider so they're like oh Greg we kind of see you can you go a little lower and then they'd pull back some more and they're like oh we still we see the top of your head so I ended up laying on my stomach holding this eight foot tall thing by you know fist over fist at the very very bottom and it was like balancing like an elephant on a fishing pole you know, and then yeah, at the one point he grabs it, lifts it, slams it down. So I have to like move my hands away, make sure he doesn't hit me, and then grab it really quick and make sure it doesn't and move. And it did not move. <laughs> I mean, I've seen it, and it does not move. And I'm like, I wonder if Greg did that because that's yeah. I'll yeah. put that on my resume now. That's not, that's, a, that's a new talent, new special talent, special skill. Nice. And then if someone walked by, it would start waving, and it was I was like, oh. and if I let go like it, to try and stabilize it, it would have just. Yeah. Falling, it was my arm. Well, you did a good job. Were... <laughs> it, it never fell. It did break. Hopefully, it doesn't it like good. shake because it was, you know, and it was like 110 degrees in there. It was pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I should have made this thing lighter. <laughs> I didn't really think that that was going to be the case, but yeah, that one was fun. But that's what I originally was supposed to do. Then um, they're like, okay, uh, well, can you handle the armor to, you know? get get it done and so we were spraying it black and then but so felicia's input was like it just has to look like if you were the richest person in the kingdom like just this insane and and then we started coming up with all these like super evil dark concepts and then we realized well he's not like a he's you know he's just like a king he's like yeah 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 he's the game master he's like a king he's like super nerdy and flamboyant but not necessarily like evil like yeah. I, it started straying in my mind what into what became too much like excess of anarchy yeah. so then we decided like oh let's make it a little less of that and more like you know regal but yeah. dark um and uh in the script there was the uh there was a line of dialogue that referenced his breastplate it was like the breastplate of uh I think they actually changed it based on how it looked, but there was something about like a um, like starburst, like the the breastplate of star or ra- or the radiant. I don't know. There's some, but there's something that just kind of in my mind was like a like a sun radiating out, yeah. and um, so I did this thing with all the jewels like coming off, and and then um, I had done um, all the comic book stuff for an episode of Criminal Minds that was called. Um, uh, True Night and I had to do something like 200 comic book panels and like 6 covers in like 4 days it was crazy so one of the things I did is I just mocked up a quick costume and did like some photo reference and um, and I had sculpted these uh, knee pads that were like a lion like a you know 
so I had those laying around still. So I grabbed those and just kind of like put some magic sculpt on them, changed them a little bit, and um, took a quick alginate mold off of it to so I could end up with four of them. And I made those as the shoulder pads and the knee pads. Um, and then I put like rubies in the eyes, and you know, it just started to become really, really fun. So then now it's the day before we shoot. And Sean and Kim come over, and um, and they're like, okay, yeah. And then so then the helmet, <laughs> and now obviously we had you know a celebrity yeah. to come in and right. and um, you know be the Kevinator. Yeah. So you know we had Simon as it was like the big deal to come in and do this from Big Bang Theory, and then obviously from Doctor Horrible, and like that was like the Felicia connection, yeah. and. And um, so I guess the whole concept all along was that, you know, we wanted to see him, you know. But then suddenly it was like, oh, um, it would probably be better if we don't know who it is at first. And then he reveals himself. I think he's his big presence. Yeah. His booming voice. And he comes out and he's demanding. Yeah. He takes off his helmet. He's this nerdy person. And then, of course, we all know him from his other stuff. Moist. So. Moist. <laughs> um, but, uh so all the conversations instantly went to um, you know well maybe we can go buy something and I was like uh, you know again here we are at this point where it's like um, this is like a big deal to have you know this actor and you know celebrity and this character and we're in this game that everyone's waited four seasons to see and this yeah. is the game master like I don't want to go to Hollywood toy and costume and get something that anyone could have yeah. gone and you know and Again, we don't have a lot of money, and none of that stuff is cheap. Like, anything cool is not going to be cheap, and yeah. then I'd probably still have to change it, and it'll be hard to work with because it, it'll be expensive, but it'll still be crappy, yeah. you know? Um, so I was just like, all right, just, I got, I got <laughs> you know, 18 hours. So I also had um, the licensing show going on in Vegas that I was supposed to go to, and um, I needed to have a whole um, presentation for Laboo. So Kim was like, is there anything I could do to help you um, with the helmet? And I was like, no. <laughs> I said, but what you can do to help me to get to the helmet is help me do my Laboo presentation. So, you know, just Kim is the awesomest because here she is in the middle, you know, producing this season, trying to get all this stuff done. And she took like five hours to help me do, you know, all this printout and and. and internet research and and just dealt with all this stuff that had nothing to do with her to help me get on track and then she went out and bought dinner for the gang because everyone was working on on stuff and um uh and i sculpted molded cast and painted the helmet but and and i didn't know that (laughs) i saw you still painting the outfit yeah 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 no the whole the whole helmet helmet basically i started it by the time we were done with the Laboo thing, it was four o'clock. I think we had La Salsa. And then actually um, Sean went and got La Salsa because Sean came over and I had built a mock up of the in game yeah. um, model. So he came over with Chris and he was there until like two in the morning, but they were blocking out all their shots and everything. So my house just became. The night before the green screen became like the the uh, guild. Uh, that's you right. Know, production. Kim and yeah, Kim was there working on it, and everybody was there. Um, so Sean bought dinner, which thank you, Sean. That was awesome. <laughs> I had shrimp tacos. I love those things. And um, that's one of your favorite places because I think when I hung out with you, we went to Los Salsa. I love Los Salsa, and I love I love those shrimp tacos. Um, 
But so, so it ended up being like four o'clock. I started sculpting. I did it out of wet clay, and didn't really, really know even what it was going to be. I just knew that in order to do it fast, I was going to have to do a stone mold, which means that it had to be all smooth shapes because if it was intricate, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be able to pull the rigid fiberglass out of a rigid stone. Yeah. You know, so it had to. So I'm like trying to engineer it as I'm designing it. But the one thing that was in my mind was um, Frazetta's um, Death Dealer. So, because when I think of like the, the awesomest of awesome, like it's it's like the, you know, uh, Death Dealer, you know. So I said, well, I want to kind of be like that, but I don't want to rip it off. But I want it to be that like feeling. in that realm yeah. and, and fans to be like, oh, I kind of see. So um, I... Uh, you know, totally finished the sculpture and then started the mold probably about midnight and then finished the mold at like three in the morning, fiberglassed it. I think Mazin stayed up and helped me fiberglass it. Um, was able to pull it at about six and I think call was 6.30. So I dremeled it and then... Um, Packed it up, drove, you know, and it's kids don't 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 <laughs> stay up all night and drive. It's just not cool. Don't you know? Don't use me as a role model. Um, but I drove to set and um, uh, got everyone their weapons and got got all that ready. And then luckily, Kevinator was later in the day, yeah. so I kept sneaking in and finishing it, finishing it. Yeah. Um, and then uh, um, poor Simon, he. <laughs> Put the helmet on. It was like, woo! Smells like paint in here. Like, yeah, I was like, I'm sorry, dude. I'm ago. sorry. You know, um, but it looked really, really cool. It was awesome. And uh, yeah, you know, that's kind of how it is yeah. on the go. But it's like, you know, one of my things is that uh, I love these guys. I'd do anything for them. But when, when all these conversations come about like well maybe if we it'll just be easier to do it I'm always like it's easy is not a factor like it, it has to be original and it yeah. has to be the coolest that we can make yeah, it in the time the you know <laughs> but the end result of that is that you know, awesome. they always appreciate it which makes it really and the cool. fans appreciate it too yeah and they're gonna just die when they see the Kevinator so and it was a funny scene and yeah, I had a you don't get a more front row seat than you know true. I was literally at lying at <laughs> at Simon's feet for and then the crazy part of that was um that then we did what was that like an 18 hour day or oh, something it was, it was crazy yeah. so I was so tired yeah. and then we're trying to uh, get out of there and then you know the lovely Felicia brought me a, uh, the last Pepsi she had <laughs> saved it she hid it away so that I had a, a caffeine fix for my ride home nice. Nice. and I got home and just crashed and, <laughs> for all uh, of a few hours and then started the whole yeah and I started something else, else so crazy well speaking of weapons a few of the weapons had green like jewels in them so mm -hmm. you had to change those yeah surprisingly uh almost all of them did because <laughs> all we were worried about was the um codex uh the staff the yeah. orb yeah the orb is green yeah so um so if you didn't notice it's purple now yeah well they won't notice though 
because because it's going to be color corrected. Oh, they're yeah. they're changing it. Yeah. So oh wow. See, I didn't even know that. So no, so that's the thing. So so, so it's, it was purple originally, and they're going to change it green again. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So um, so work thing. They're going to do the same thing. Yeah. Everything will be what it truly oh, okay. is supposed to be. It's just we had to switch it, and then and then and I, I keep saying they, but I think they is actually my <laughs> team. I think it, it won't be me personally, but I think it'll be like Mazin and Amish. But the yeah the Kodak staff. Um, you know, we had done the tutorial, and uh, we had, uh, you know, had all the, like, supplies from the tutorial. Yeah. And then while I was working on, um, I guess, about the time we were trying to be ahead of the game, which is very rare. But uh, I have uh, Brian Falk, who is always trying to be, like, super organized. And he was like, I'm going to start the weapons for the green screen while you work on all the crap for the show. Um, so like early in the season he, he jumped in and um, created the whole thing and we had to pick a color that wasn't green and I was like well if we're just going to have a random color uh, codex staff around I want a purple one <laughs> and what was weird is the only part I really helped on that was pouring the purple and the purple in the resin reacts way different than the green and it ended up looking black Kimmy was sticking her tongue out and making fun of me right now. <laughs> um, and it looked black, so we had to like dump it all out and then uh, you know redo it. And actually, one of the things Brian said when we were pouring it, he's like, "Oh, we got to make sure we don't spill it all over the place." When Felicia was doing hers, she like spilled it all over, and we had to polish that thing for like two days. So we're trying to be all neat, and then we we're like, "This doesn't look good." And then so that in the process of having to pour it out, like we made such a mess. But did it matter? you were going to change the color back green anyways did you but it couldn't be black the thing is that so um, you still you still need the translucency yeah. and the the textures and everything within it and then you just we're not painting over it we're just like hue shifting like oh, okay. you you like select and hue shift gotcha. so if it was too opaque of a color you know you so we're with with the green if you put a few drops in it still stays very translucent with the purple it just went like yeah. opaque, deep, dark. Yeah. So lesson learned there. So anyone making a purple orb out there, just <laughs> pull back on, on the uh, on the die. Yeah. But you also change works. Yeah. So middle. so then we were like, okay, so it's set. only codex thing. Because, so then yeah. then we're like, oh, it's kind of weird that if um, uh, codex has her staff, like oh, and then they wrote in the part where blades and tink are fighting with the weapons, yeah. and then. It was just like, well, then everyone should just have their weapons. So we pack up all the weapons. This was decided like the day before. Yeah. Um, we bring them all. And then I'm on set and I'm like, they almost all have green in them except for like Tink and Blades. Everyone else has green. So in a mad dash as they're, you know, getting ready to film, we had to like paint out yeah. all the green. So, and, you know, Clara has the green gems just below. And then her, and I hope that this is okay. She has like the light blue crystal but uh, when it's against the green screen it still like gets a lot of green refracting through it and i was like oh i hope there's no like holes in that that might be all like have to be hand (laughs) hand cut yeah which will be a nightmare but then vork sword yeah it was that was a surprise nice and no sleep (laughs) all right cool well uh, we appreciate you talking with us anytime
I'm here with VG on the set of The Guild Season 4. Why so, do you think she she said yes to Vork? Um, it's an Indian mom. I mean, it, Oedipus has nothing on an Indian mom. I mean, there's no Jewish mom. It's she out Jewish as any <laughs> Jewish mom. And so she's like tied in with her son. It's such a strong mm-hmm. super glue. You're never going to get her out of there. So that's the main motivation is that Zabu is with Vork. Mm-hmm. And so she sees that, uh, you know, it clicks yeah. like suddenly. Okay, so if I... She'll do anything to be near Zabu. Zabu. So even marry Mr. Yeah. Wong. <laughs> yeah, she must really love her <laughs> yeah, son. So both of us, we have equally bad reactions to the idea. Yeah. But we say yes for two different reasons. Yeah. And then, so we shall see. Yeah. So that's the main motivation. Now, do you think... Uh Avanashi is relieved when everyone says no and they object. Oh, you think? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Especially I think the wedding. I mean, you're in a virtual world. world. Which is weird because you guys are sitting there live. I have no then... clue if I'm just going to be zapped out of that game. <laughs> and what does that mean to the real me? So yeah. I have no clue, yeah. you know, what, what I've got into. Yeah. yeah, yeah. These are very scary things, video <laughs> games to me. So this is your final shoot day. This is the final scene. It's your wedding, or uh, uh, Avanashi's wedding. And uh, it's all done on green screen. How's that going? Oh, it's fabulous. It's so much fun. I mean, especially when you can get married and there's no consequence to it. It's great fun. (laughs) That's true. Now, is this your first time working with green screens? Yes. And how are you finding the experience? Actually, this is the second time. Okay. Um, But, um, yeah, I love it. I yeah. always did. And here, you know, we are reacting to the people. It's not like you're reacting to, you know, cannonballs that are flying yeah. out at you. That is true. So, yeah, that is yeah. True. I have done one where, you know, you had to imagine what's going on. But so this is nothing at all. It's, yeah. so it's really. So you're not having really any issues with the eye lines. Exactly. You know, because yeah. I know there's like you know, a big statue, but that's easy enough to kind of see. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And there's the huge, uh, yeah. whatever, that guy that shows up, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. and that's it. Yeah. So what do you think of your uh, avatar outfit? It's very pretty, by the way. Oh, thank you. Um, well, <laughs> I, I try to imagine what Avinashi would think, you know, uh-huh. if she has the sari and then suddenly she's like in this weird. Yeah. So so I look at it. Like, yeah, I think it's beautiful. But, yeah. you know, if I were Avinashi, I would be a little confused <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as to where I landed. Yeah. yeah. So this is the last episode. And now how have you how has Avinashi changed over the season now that it's over? Well, she's got so many more layers now, right? I mean, she was just this completely nutty mom. Mm-hmm. Now the nuttiness just comes in glimpses, so it's more fun in that yeah. sense. You she know, she's very never sweet, know. and you want to root for her now because you mm-hmm. feel bad for her. Yeah, so she just a story she's just to a, her yeah. life, like everybody else, like yeah. all characters in the Which world. Which I think is nice. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you're coming back for season five. Who knows? But it's kind of nice that they kind of ended your story. You know, it's a, it's a nice circle. You know, so you were this horrible boss fighting person, and now you're this nice, sweet mom who just wants to spend time with her son, and you actually get that opportunity. And you know what? The insanity of the Indian women <laughs> <laughs> and the kind of relationship with sons, yeah. it's, it's, it's pretty close. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you could imagine somebody. <laughs> no, of course, marrying is a bit far, but yeah, they, yeah. they would. You would. And, you know, you can understand. Yeah. You know, a woman's connection with a child is so different. So, yeah. Yeah. so yeah, it's a sympathetic character now. Yeah. And, um, and, and there's more depth to who she is and why she does whatever she does. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's been great having you here for this season. It's been a lot of fun. And uh, we hope to see you uh, in future stuff. Thank you. It's been fun for me. <laughs> uh,
Hey guys, I'm here with Brett, and we are on the set uh, for the final scene, which is the wedding scene. We're actually on green screen. Yes, green screening it up. Uh, is this your first time doing green screen? Uh, no, I've done several uh, commercials in green screen, so I'm an experienced green screener, but this is the, the first time I've not had to react to things that weren't there. Yeah, that's what other people were saying, is that this, this is kind of easier because you're not really reacting yeah, to things. Yeah, it's all about just the background and the, you yeah. know. But there's still eye lines. You're still looking yeah, at yeah. things and you got to make sure you're looking... Yeah, right yeah, way. but it's not like you know. I had to look at cars popping out of the ground one time. And yeah. yeah, yeah. So the, it's it, it's a lot less stressful than that. Yeah. So, <laughs> so how's the shoot going so far? It's great. I would say you know. I mean, I look great. You can. You, you That's can right. Let's talk that. about your new outfit. Uh, your your avatar outfit. What do you think? Yeah, it's pretty cool. I think uh, it's uh, you know I'm the best best dressed. I would say. I mean, the, you know, the women look sexy and all, but you know, I think I think I win the next next best sexy as far as that goes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think Blades will have something to say about that. Yeah, maybe. You standing in here with your white towel. <laughs> yeah, now I'm just wearing like uh what would you just yeah. This is like just, a, a, one of those people at the at the um airports. Oh yeah, Hari Krishna. Hare Krishna. Yeah, yeah. yeah but, man, it's comfy. I don't know. I might I might convert. It's like a muumuu, a white muumuu. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. It, it breathes well. <laughs> right. But I had three things on, so it was getting a little hot there. Yeah. And you actually had several different outfits that they tried on you first. Yeah. Did the one that they chose finally that's showing on screen is that your favorite of the three? Um, I would say my favorite was one that I actually saw on the screen we talked about last time that I would have liked to have like armor and you know muscles and things but I think they realized they didn't actually have muscles like that character so they but went also, with something more covering you're also the priest so yes yes priestly and the yeah. world is more I would say though if you know if you threw like uh, an, an ape head on me it would be planet of the apes <laughs> that the, the you know the, the whole yeah. robe looks very planet of the apes nice. which you know maybe i can borrow it for halloween or something gotcha. <laughs> now this is uh, the final episode and uh, wiggly's gone through kind of a story arc with this character how do you feel he's evolved over season four um i think i don't know he's kind of almost come back full circle and almost come back to you know she's ignoring him during this and bossing him around and telling you know and everybody's just disregarding him performing the ceremony so yeah i think he kind of gained a little ground in season three and now he's just oh let's just pick on wiggly yeah, yeah. But he seems like he's okay with it now. he's okay yeah he's, he's fine upset. he's he, still being with yeah, his wife he's content with with being a, a put-upon husband i guess yeah. <laughs> Cool. Well, we really appreciate you stopping by and chatting with us, and thank you for the great uh, Season 4 stuff. Thank you. I'm here with Robin. Hello. You have ears. I do. You didn't have those last time. No, I didn't. I have to keep looking in the mirror because I keep forgetting. (laughs) Do you like them? I I thoroughly enjoy them. Thank you. Very cute. I think I, uh, you know, wear them well. Yes, yes. Now, why did they decide to go with ears this time? I have no clue. I came in today, and they're like, Robin, you have pointy ears. And I was like, oh, all right, let's make it work. So <laughs> I'm, I'm owning it, I think. How was it to be back in your Avatar outfit again? Oh, this lovely I Avatar. I know how much you love it. <laughs> Um, I it's fun. It's it's a lot of fun. I think everyone looks really awesome. So, it's definitely worth it. Get you into character. It does. It does. I just wish my shoes didn't hurt my feet. But mm. other than that, yeah. you know, I enjoy wearing blue. I think yeah. it brings out my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> we are shooting the final scene for season four. The final. The final yes. of the wedding. 
Yes. This is green screen. Is this your first time doing green screen? Uh, no, I actually uh, worked on another web web series called The Crew. And oh, I, that's right. Yeah, I did a couple but, couple episodes for them. And that one was different because you're reacting to something. Oh, yeah. Screen. This one, you're just reacting to each other. Right. This is a, really we're just standing in front of a green screen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's a little bit different. Oh, yeah. It's it's a lot of fun, though. It's a good time. Yeah. How's it going so far? Oh, I think it's going well. I think it's going well. I, uh... Uh, you know, it's a little hot mm-hmm. in front of those lights, but uh, everyone's working well together, and we're trying to uh, take it one one scene at a time. Nice. Now, Robin, Robin, uh, Clara, mm-hmm. throughout the entire season four, mm-hmm. she's kind of evolved. Mm-hmm. How do you like the story arc of your character during the um, season? I really like it, actually, uh, this season, because the past couple of seasons she's been... Um, a little flighty and I mean she's still flighty but I think she actually has uh, a purpose this more season goal, yeah, yeah more of a, a hardcore goal yeah. you know not just to like you know mess up work's life yeah. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. in um, uh, season, season three. yeah so um, but yeah I think I think it's a it's a good storyline cool now where do you hope to see her go oh jeez um I don't know I don't know um you still be pregnant. Oh, yeah. Because you'll never have pregnant. that baby. I know. I'm a little... Yeah. <laughs> I thought maybe... That's going to be like, like a future episode. Yeah, you know, God, like, Can you imagine Claire two, gives yeah. birth? Oh, boy. <laughs> It'll be like she'll be playing and then like, push! <laughs> yeah, that'd be awful. <laughs> That's right. You give birth while you're playing still. Mm-hmm. That'd be hilarious. Nice. Yeah. Well, we really appreciate you chatting with us. Hey, no problem. No thank problem. you for the wonderful uh, season. Thank we'll you. you on season five. Thank, yes. Thanks. Ditto. <laughs> I'm not doing this interview unless Brett is in this interview with me. All right. Brett, you're behind me here. Hey. <laughs> so I'm here live on the set with <laughs> with Sandeep and... And Brett. Hey. You <laughs> um, can I have no idea. Mr. Wiggly. <laughs> I don't read any parts that aren't my own. I don't even know who that is. So we are doing the final scenes of season four with the wedding. It's all green screen. Have you done green screen stuff before? Ye- yes. Um, I do a show called Legend of Neil. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. But do you actually um, perform in front of the green screen? Uh, have I performed in front of green screen before? I'm sure I have. Man, I can't think of any, though. No. All right, let's talk about your ears. This is the first time that Zebu has ears. Well, this is, yes. It's the first time that he, he, I actually physically have ears on. Um, they are very itchy, and I want to scratch them. But every time I reach up, I feel like there's this foam crown on them there is and it's it's very uncomfortable but they uh they look very sexy or so i'm told they look very nice <laughs> yes nice that's my opinion i'm sorry they're very sexy thank you yes. thank you <laughs> so zabu has over the season has uh, had a, a nice story arc are you happy with where he's gone yeah i think uh, he's come to terms with his mom he's sort of become sort of good enough for Codex to hold my hand, I guess. Uh, yeah, so it's pretty cool. It's like, it's it's fun to play someone who, a character that develops and changes. And uh, I think, I mean, yeah, I think it's it's interesting because he, he's always been this sort of like nebbish, nervous kind of, I don't know, like dude, and I feel like, you know, at least in this last scene, I sort of pl- played him a little bit more confident and I felt like that was kind of fun to do. Mm-hmm. Well, I think Zebu has changed from season one to season four, the most of all the characters. Yeah, I mean, I guess, um, yeah, I guess in order for him to, 
sort of grow out of being so pervy and creepy and to make sure that he's a likable character that he's got to sort of evolve. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's been cool to do that. Yeah, each season he kind of kind of becomes a, a little bit more mature. And where do you hope to see Zebu for season five? Just like tons of girls, you know? Just, just kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Just being, I'm, I'm very excited to see where, where he goes uh, next season, especially since our big uh, cliffhanger with the uh, whole convention. I think that, I think it'll be interesting. I think people will be really intrigued with, you know, okay, where is Sabu's and Codex's relationship going to, you know, go, if anywhere? Um, and I think there's a tr- like a good. I mean, since I don't know, I don't write it, so there's a good ch- there's a good of a chance that we could evolve into actual best friends or, you know, more than friends, you know. So I think it's kind of cool. Awesome. Well, we really appreciate you stopping by and chatting with us, and thank you for the great season. Thanks, Kenny. Hey guys, I'm here with Kim Evie, the producer of the Guild, Hello. and uh, Sean. Becker, the director of the Guild. Hi. That joke's kind of getting old. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I apologize they, a lot. They would have to listen to episodes, which they, of which course, I, did. I would hope they did. But yes, they would recurring did. joke. <laughs> Bringing it back. Yeah, full circle. <laughs> and that's the end of the podcast. There Thank you, you for listening. <laughs> <laughs> so we're here talking about the final episode of season four, episode twelve. Our big finale. Our big. Ambitious finale. The grandest finale. Yes. Every season, uh, we have a running joke, which isn't really a joke because it happens, but <laughs> Felicia, we always talk about what's the effect going to be in, and we always joke that Felicia writes the effect first and then writes the season around <laughs> the effect. In season one, we had Avinashi's mom, um, Avinashi's mom, Jesus. <laughs> Uh, we had Zabu's mom uh, with the fire eyes and smoke the nose. smoke out of the nose and the lightning out of the fingertips. Yeah. In season two, we had Ghost Codex escaping from her body. Mm-hmm. In season three, we had uh, Codex talking to her, or Codex talk, Sid talking to Codex in game. And then now we have an entire effects episode. Yeah. Right. 150 effects shots, I think, in this really? episode. Yeah. Wow. This is the first time the guild goes into its game, though. Which yeah. Which is really cool. Which I think people are going to like a lot because we've been hinting and teasing at this game. Well, other than the comic book, because obviously Codex in... Of course, the yes. comic book, Codex, obviously we see gameplay. Yeah, so in print first, form we've had... So the first yeah. video representation of yeah. the game, and now we're... Which was teased that in 11, and now yeah. we're full-out in-game wedding. How difficult was that to shoot? Well, what we did... I think I talked about a little bit in episode 11... We, you know, had to shoot. It was so funny because within the season, I think the two hardest days we had were the uh, Clara's dining room wedding and the green screen shoot, which were both part of the same episode, you know. <laughs> but, um, I mean, it wasn't hard to mend the, the, the two universes because that's what we do when we're shooting anyways. Like, whenever we're shooting the show, uh, you know, no one's together. Like, they're not, like, we're shooting these guild chat scenes all separately. Yeah. So I think, you know, we've gotten used to shooting scene, like half of a scene and shooting the rest of the scene later. So that wasn't a challenge at all. It was just, uh, for me personally, I mean, the, the green screen is the first time I've ever done green screen of this. Magnitude. Magnitude. If I mean, I've done like very minor green screen, like static locked off shot. Mm-hmm. All right, stand in front of this. Okay, well, we'll place the background to be simple, but like to have, you know, let alone a cast of characters interacting 
with a green screen and having to tell everyone. I mean, there is a fun aspect to it that's like you get to tell them, okay, this is here and you're going to look this way and there's going to be a thing here. But when we're there on set, I mean, there's nothing. It is a giant green room and that is it. We have no props yeah. to put besides their weapons to play off of. Uh, it's all empty space that we're going to film later. So um, there is – it was actually fun like having like kind of create the space for everyone and tell everyone like, okay, you're going to look this way. There's going to be this bullet of lightning happening and then you know this part's going to change and that part's going to change. Um, so I enjoyed that part. I mean the rest of it was extremely, extremely difficult just because of – you know, in saying that, then uh, having to actually do it and keep track of everything and like, keeping track of a lot of stuff that isn't there. Yeah. Um, plus the fact that, like I said, it was the first time I'd ever done a green screen shoot like that before. So, of course, I came in with a plan. I, I always do. But then it's like, I just hope it's the right one because yeah. I don't, you know, but fortunately we had uh, some people there on, on hand to help out. You know, like we had Greg Ronowitz on set. My friend Mike Chavs, who um, has kind of taught himself how to do a bunch of green screen stuff and um, to great effect. So he was sort of there talking us through the dolly movement and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, just, I mean, we had some, you know, we had moves, we had, you know. Well, yeah, what's incredible is that it's only half the screen. So half the actors are on green, and you have to flip everybody around and shoot the other half of the actors on green screen. Yeah. And they'll have to be standing in the exact same spot, and the same moves have to have. Mm-hmm. So it's like shooting everything twice. It's just keeping track of a lot, yeah. you know, yeah. let alone eye lines and making sure everyone's on the right side of the frame and that everyone's standing where they are. And then it's like the different types of shots, yeah. which requires different types of lighting. I mean, there were scenes where the cast was like on, they were sitting down, like, because they've been standing for so long, yeah. but they're out of frame. But we had to make sure that like their eye lines were right. And there's just so much to keep track of. Yeah. Um, and we only had one camera, and that was my fault. Because <laughs> I asked Sean, did he need two? And he was like, uh, no, we'll be okay. But I think I probably should have said, no, you should have two. Because <laughs> that, that's the one thing that we did do this season was we brought on a second camera, yeah. which was the greatest, like, I mean, we wouldn't have been able to finish the season without a second camera, like, the way that we did, like, yeah. and get the coverage that we wanted, and, and you know, I, so I like to shoot with a lot of variety. I, I like to come in with a lot of shots, especially in a show like this where there's a lot of people out there computers. You know, you want to keep it interesting, and mm-hmm. you don't want to just cut to the same shot every time. I always like to have variations, and, you know, especially in, like, a, a scene. We're in this scene, even though we are in a guild hall, everyone still is standing. Like, there's not too much action until Kevinator shows up. Mm-hmm. So in order to keep that interesting, you know, it's like we don't want to just cut to the same shots back and forth. It's like we'll cut to a wide shot, then we'll cut to a two shot, then we'll cut to a single. And of course, just for like the significance of certain lines, you don't want to be on a wide shot uh, when Zab was being sentimental to his mom. You want to mm-hmm. be on a close up, you know, and so we had to make sure we get those moments. And, yeah. and like it was just a lot. It was a full day. It was just a lot to keep track of. It was definitely, I mean, personally, it was the most difficult shoot of my entire career. Yeah. Like, but I couldn't be happier with the result yeah and actually, I saw you sent me an early early version so it was all green screen still uh, so I mean there's like booms and there's light rigs all that stuff had to people. be people yeah they had to be taken out yeah the screen but yeah so there's a I think it's like TJ and someone else with the and Rob, lights yeah. and they're moving the lights as Kevin Neer's coming in I was like, on all that has to be removed. All so that's someone has to digitally remove all that stuff. To digitally remove all those people. Besides putting the entire background into it. Yeah, and also creating the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's talk about yeah. that really quick. You you touched on it a little bit with Greg Ronowitz. Um, that's all miniatures. So do you know what scale that was to the actual? I don't. I mean, the the hall itself. What do you think, Kim? Like maybe six feet. Yeah, six to eight. I Greg had originally said I'm going to build an eight foot. Maybe it was eight feet. Yeah. 
Yeah. We'll compromise. That's seven feet. Uh, I mean, it wasn't. It, yeah, no, no, no. It wasn't. It wasn't a tiny. I mean, it was enough for us to get a camera in there. Which, yeah. fortunately, since we're shooting with the five D, which is a Canon SLR camera, it's it's an actual camera. Like, yeah, it's like a photography camera. So we're able to fit that into this little space. But man, it was so much fun shooting that miniature. Just getting that was in there, the and we had time for you. Dude, first time yeah. for that. First time. I mean, and that's something that you don't hear too much of. Nowadays, it's usually just all CG, yeah. and, and that was our original plan. And then yeah. Greg Garanovitz stepped in and said, no, like... Like, vociferously, no. He was just... Because, you know, I was trying to figure out with the budget, you know, how are we going to do this? And so, initially, you know, um, Mike was like, well, you know, you just get some something that's, like, prefabricated. Um, they make, you know, buildings, and they make interiors. And I was like, oh, okay, that's cool, you know, because then we'd spend, like, maybe, like, $100. And Greg Garanovitz was just like, no, <laughs> you cannot... You know, and he was right but he was really passionate about it he was just like you know this is the this, guild yeah this is not just some random show this is you know like you are gonna have people scrutinizing this and you are really really gonna want to be proud of it at the end of the day and not have it be something that you found on the internet but yeah you know and i was just like well if you'll do it i only have a hundred dollars no, yeah. <laughs> but um yeah i mean and once again he did like i mean he and his whole team um our visual effects uh, supervisor is um, Mazin Dajani, and mm-hmm. he like literally. Well, it's the episode is not done as we're doing yeah. this. <laughs> I actually so. just came back from watching the latest cut of it. Yeah, uh, so Mazin, this will be out in three weeks. <laughs> yeah, we better finish. Mazin this thing is up. living in Greg's house. Right. He's like in this crazy room that's the editing bay and kind of like a. a it's a media room. Media room. Yeah. But it's just basically like slightly wider than He actually the moved out into the, the he moved out into another room. Oh good. I was a little worried about it. Well he's in like the he's in like the like paint being, room though, so it's, I don't know if that's much better. Yeah. Well at least it's lighter because the thing about the theater is that it's all dark and it's like got this black couch and it's, it's, a cave. it's like a cave. Yeah. And he's just it's like, okay, Baz, you can go back to work. <laughs> you know. But also um Kevin Ivers is doing a lot of the after effects and um um, uh, one of our volunteers, Stuart Benedict, who was one of the extras in the Festival of the Sea, um, he had written in so that he does compositing, and so oh, cool. he ended up doing some of that for us as well. So we have a lot of hands on deck um, getting this all rendered out. But the thing is, you know, like literally, like every layer that increases it takes so much time. So it's like, oh, well, do you want, you know, like we could have just done it we could have just put them as they were on the plates as they were shot and it would have been cool. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, you know, they added flames and then they added shadows and then they added light effects and then they add, you know, like all Cause these. Cause you want to, yeah, you want to mend the, 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 the two, the, all the elements together to make it look as real as possible. Um, so it's not just like, obviously someone's in front of a screen that you just replaced. It's like, yeah. wow, they're actually standing on that. And like when they're yeah you're right and like like there's shadows when they're walking around that are plays it's like you know there's fog at it there's like a blending effect so that you see them in this space yeah. rather yeah. than just them in front of a green screen yeah, it's like like, like, like there's, there's added depth to it and then there's also like the special effects like we've got Kevinator shooting thunderbolts I mean li- lightning bolts everywhere yeah. and like we've got Avanashi once again lighting yeah, up yeah, and like shooting that. was that in the cut you that saw that was in the second cut you sent me you sent me another version with things that aren't quite rendered yet yeah yeah still saw yeah oh cool cool yeah cause I just saw a new one that I got it's like yeah it's, it's getting close I think the last thing that we're doing is, is just that actual transition 
into the puffy paint palace. I didn't see it, I didn't see it at all. Yeah, that should have just been like a black. That should just been like a void. Yeah. <laughs> footage, but like mm-hmm. everything else is pretty much done. We added a couple extra little effects for Kevin Nader uh, while he's dancing. That look. I mean, you've all seen the episode now, so yeah. Well, and also speaking of uh, the. Puffy Pink Palace. That that is all CG. That is that all is. CG. There's yes. No miniature for that because they just felt it. The, the look of it was would suit better. Pretty- yeah, and it just had to go to an extreme. You know, it was like one of the ideas uh, being thrown around was that just the color palette would would change. So it would be the same Vork Palace, but with like mm-hmm. pastel colors and you know. Uh, like definitely like the, 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 this makeover so of the so using the so same miniature but just it. yeah like, like changing yeah. The, the color palette but instead we're like well if if everyone's if Vork's terrified and like keep all this time in it's like you know if it's just a paint job we're like we'll just go to an entire extreme yeah. so it's like this cartoonish yeah. like they don't like like, like it's such the opposite of what Vorks is, and and I think the siege actually helped. Yeah, and that was Greg again. Yeah, saying like, no, you guys, you can't just <laughs> paint a pink. Really, we've got you know, and um, actually, that's something that Mazin started working on, you know, months ago was doing the design of the Puffy Paint Palace because I remember seeing the the giant statue of Bitch Cat. Um, I think when we were still shooting, maybe, and just going like, wow, that's amazing. So. Yeah, and the um, it's just such a wacky place. It's it's just I love the chocolate and the it's like a Candyland, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, because th- th- that would be impossible to. I mean, not impossible, but because Craig can do anything. But <laughs> with the time and the budget we have for him to like recreate that as a miniature, which he could have done with probably real chocolate and real licorice and <laughs> and all that stuff. But like, I don't know. It's it just it's it's. Like, I'll see stills of it, and it really cracks me up just to watch Vork terrified and behind him. It was, like, the most colorful, like, cartoony land. And, yeah. Um, no, it, it worked really well. I mean, there's just so many elements that go into this episode, and I think uh, fans are going to be really, really pleased with the end result. Yeah. Let's, I know you touched on this a little bit. Let's talk about Kevin Eater. Yes, Simon. Simon Helberg, which yeah. I don't think anybody remembers, but I was the one that actually said, what about Simon. Oh, yeah, moist. Like, moist. Moist, yeah. Because... Well, I know from Big Bang Theory also. I'm a huge Big Bang Theory fan. Yes. So, um, yeah, so it was so, – so I know Felicia talked about getting him. Um, but just the whole idea of the, the Kevin Air, he's you know this big, powerful guy, and he takes off his helmet, and he's this little scrawny guy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's kind of funny that uh... – Yeah, no, and then like um, – and when – Kevinator was first introduced, like, immediately the idea was just, well, he's got to have armor that's way too big for him. <laughs> or, like, he's definitely, like, decked out. And um, and so he's got, but he's got to have like, the most badass armor compared to, like, what the Knights of Good have. And their avatar cause like, this whole entirely different um, style. And he's got to come in. And it, it just, his entrance with the music and, like, you know, everyone looking at him as he's coming on, just le- leading up to this moment where he takes off his helmet, and then you just see who's underneath. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's so voice. much. Yeah, and the booming voice that just turns back into him, and yeah. it's it's a lot of fun. It's it's too bad that we don't know what the reaction is yet, because I'm sure it's going to be awesome. Okay, what if everyone hates it? So we have to do that. That recording. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. It was <laughs> a bad idea. We should we, we, we should have just ended it at the hug. We yeah, should have ended yeah. it at Type Slash Hog and gone to credits. I doubt that. <laughs> we should have used our original idea, which was to cast Sean. Yes, which was my idea. <laughs> <laughs> which, which no one agreed with. 
<laughs> you have to direct the episode. Apparently, I was telling myself. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but um, Christian Ingram actually did the Kevinator costume with Greg Ronowitz, and that was, um, I think she she was basically the lead, and then Greg was, you know, consulting, and we used a lot of the baubles that he already had. Uh, Laying around and um, yeah, he mentions that some of it's from Legend of Neil. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was the Darknet. Yeah, armor. <laughs> yeah. So just completely repurposed. Yeah, that's kind of cool. It's way cool. I love that he had the thing is like it has these lion things on the shoulders and, and on the knees and on the knees. And I was like, these are cool. What you made these? And Greg's like, oh, I just had them laying around. I just like, had a bag of lion heads. Yeah. <laughs> They were from some other thing that he had done a long time ago. <laughs> they were next to the gold coins. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, let's talk about let's talk about the cliffhanger, which I consider the cliffhanger. I know it's not. We still don't know if season five is going to happen, or if if the you know at the end, Blades is invited to this convention, the gaming convention, which kind of leads. People to think, well, obviously that's where season five is going to go is the gaming convention. Mm -hmm. But we don't know. I mean, they could be coming back from the gaming convention in season five. They could. Progress the story past the few days. Yeah, and like Um, this is what happened. But I I just thought it was cool because, I mean, I don't think in in past seasons that we ever really set up for the next season if this is actually a setup for that season. Well, Well, kind of with the codex sleeping with Fox, but you didn't necessarily have to have that addressed. That That could have been... That was a kind of cool cliffhanger. Yeah, but it could have... It could have just been, you know, something that she was ashamed of and then... And then that's it, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that is true. Um, so, and, and, you know, I know that Felicia didn't really know at the time that she wrote that, what, if it was going to be recurring or if it was just going to yeah. be like a, oops, you know, yeah. that's what it did. Well, that was a crazy one night stand. You yeah. Know. <laughs> yeah. And I know that she doesn't know with this one either, yeah. you know, it could be, it could, we could go to a convention or it could just be like, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> the convention was canceled. Yeah. Lack um, of interest. Yeah. We were so excited <laughs> about it, but then it didn't happen. That would actually be pretty, I, I would get, I don't know about anyone else, but I would get a kick out of that. <laughs> It being canceled? No, but like, well, yes, but then like her just starting off the webcam and just like, well, and we always joked about it with the whole Fox thing too, like not knowing, like the plan was always to bring it back, like you said, but it was just like, what if? I just what if? Well, that was a crazy one night stand. Moving on to a completely (laughs) different storyline, and just that one line, just there you go. All this time you've been wondering what's going to happen. That would be funny. Yeah. Yeah, she gets on the cam and says, "Oh, that was a great convention." But at least, I mean, I feel like this with this cliffhanger, it's something without. It's it's funny to see the fan response on like every cliffhanger, which is in every episode of like, uh, versus like you know episode eleven. I can't wait to see you know which was. Last week, uh, I can't wait to see um, the reaction to that. Like, oh my god, what's gonna happen? But then, but this one, it's like, okay, at least we're going to somewhere completely different. It yeah. Isn't like find out what exactly ha- you, you know what I'm saying? It's not like we. It's like there, there is closure. Yes. At like the, the end of this season, end, and then there's a hint at a whole yeah. new yeah. adventure. I'm guessing because yeah. convention would be an adventure. <laughs> it would be. I hope. I kind of hope that we future shot is freaking out about. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be shot. Well, future Kim is also like, okay. Uh, Greg, but, can you build us a convention? Yeah. Thank God we have fans. Um, but we actually went to a real convention uh, uh, last year. The the cast minus Felicia and I went to Houston right. to a very small convention. Meanwhile, Felicia went to England for a convention. So I I've always wanted that to be. 
you know, somehow immortalized in the actual guild because it was literally like, <laughs> like we get online and we see Felicia and it's just like, you know, she's completely being celebrated and she's like doing this dance on stage and people are like, ah! You know, and meanwhile, we're like, there's like one kid in a Pokemon outfit in front of us. Like, what the hell is the guild? Where are you guys? And then another guy comes up to us and he's just like, oh, I don't like your show, but my mom does. And then he ended up playing Settlers of Catan with with uh, Sandeep and Jeff for like didn't three he, hours. Didn't someone insult Jeff? I'm because sure. someone just walked up just to say, I forgot what they actually said, but it was like an insult. Probably, but it was really fun. As I always, I'm like, oh, I'm like, I just wanted that to be its own thing. I wanted to actually make video where it was just like the guild, where we're just like eating Wendy's hamburgers. <laughs> and then Felicia with somebody like, Madame. Which are the, which are the best burgers. Yeah. I hope we get Wendy's on as a sponsor. Yeah. Ooh, sorry. Sorry, Wendy. That would be pretty funny just to cut to them at the convention. It's like one card table. And, yeah, and, and it's called like SuperCon really or something like that. I'm sure that probably exists. I'm sure it UltraCon. Yeah. And they're there. It's just them and the Axis. We just have in their lab part. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a clip show. It's all of them sitting around at a convention remember. doing nothing. Hey, remember when the stunt guy showed up? <laughs> Which in uh, series continuity was like three weeks ago. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's funny. That's right. So, come, yeah. Come oh, what a cop out that would be. Just the recap season. You know, for somebody who's so socially awkward, Codex, like, she gets a lot of action. I mean, yeah. You Stunt know, guy. Stunt guy immediately into. In a few weeks. Yeah. Zabu and Fox. Yeah. Yeah, it starts off with. Just holding hands. And, yeah. The action. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. That's, we didn't talk no, about the, he meant the beginning of the series. The beginning of the series, yeah. Oh, when he was totally into her. Yes, yeah. at the beginning. Remember, we're on different. Remember uh, the memories. Yes. Um, I want to do a clip show episode now. <laughs> It just starts off with Codex in her bedroom. Wow, we've had a lot of crazy times. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's what. uh, What do you do, Codex? Oh, I'm just um, organizing my Flickr page. (laughs) Remember this picture? That should be the season four recap. You know how every season, like you, we've had the like Battlestar Galactica recap. We've had the uh, doing the news recap. We should have the bad sitcom. (laughs) Clip show recap. All right. With everyone sitting around? Yeah. Yeah. Remember this? Remember laugh that? track. Yeah, with well, a laugh track? That would be funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, all right. Well, let's talk about the series in the whole. It's over. It's done. Well, it's not officially as of we're recording this, but it is technically over and done. Um, how do you feel the whole series went as a whole, the whole season? The whole season, um, I remember when we did I'll season... I'll have Kim go first, but you can definitely... Oh, no, I'm just a rude jerk. Yeah. No, go, go. No, no, go ahead. No, I I've lost my train of thought. No, I want you to go now. No, I feel like... Go, oh, this is terrible. <laughs> All right, here we go. Get ready. And... <laughs> uh, we've been talking for a while. Um, uh, as far as kids, so when we did season three, we looked at it, and it was like a very... Ambitious season. We were, were um, trying out a lot of new things, doubling the cast. With season four, I, you know, I, I think we all. I, it was Felicia's plan to kind of go back to the more simplistic nature of seasons one and two. With season four, a lot of them in their households, a lot of 
like you know Vork and, and Zabu back together and and bringing back Avanashi and and so it's and it with the exception of the finale the season in a whole wasn't as ambitious to me as season three had been because we were, we were kind of going back to a form rather than exploring a new form. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily that, that that's a bad thing, but it's like, okay, well, after doing this Axis of Anarchy, crazy drama-filled season three, we're going back, you know, to them playing the game. And I am just, I'm so happy with how it turned out. I think this season is just so much fun. And with the show in general, I mean, a lot of stuff, you know, once you've seen it 300, 400 times in editing or you know, shooting and you just want to move on but like I you know with season four I just it's just so much fun to go back and watch these again and and just as a fan of the guild like watch them interact at, at what they, they do best and I just think I mean everything from concept to to the completion of the final episode was just like okay you know we're gonna go back to this I mean we definitely kept the fans in mind with what they want uh, the, the response has been really good um it was very difficult to shoot this season but in the end result, it's like I you would do it all over again. It, you know, I'm just very proud of how it turned out. I don't think a single thing was compromised, um, and we set out to make the season that we had planned for so so many months ago. Cool, Kim. I think what's amazing to me about season four is that we were with Felicia when she was outlining it and when she was just starting to conceive of all the storylines and when she was sure that they were bad and when she was, you know, like, what should I do with this? And so, I mean, just this season to me felt like watching watching her create it was more difficult. And I think that that is because, you know, she put more pressure on herself to, you know, make it because she, you know, always wants it to be better. Mm-hmm. You know, and different, and different, and you know, it's a tall order to mm-hmm. do that. And I could not be more impressed with how she ended up doing that. You know, and what one of the things that I really love about watching the season is the way that she intertwines all of these storylines. And you know, with episode with the festival under the sea, I think we were um, like all of us loved it so much. And then Felicia was like, "Oh, what if?" What if that's the what if it peaks, you know? And I'm just like, dude, no way, it doesn't peak because you then, yeah. <laughs> you know, you go on and it just gets better and better. And I yeah. think that that's something that she's just gotten so good at, you know. And um, and and it's an interesting thing too about web series, which is that unlike you know a television show, you kind of can have this double. It's almost like the end of a movie where it's like the, you think the monster's dead, and you're mm-hmm. like, Shh, and then it comes back, yeah, you know, because yeah. it's the same thing. It's like we had this big sort of wrap up and climactic ending almost you know we wrapped up the Tink and Clara storyline pretty much we wrapped up the Vork or no we didn't wrap up Vork we, um, wrapped up the Codex Fox mm-hmm. storyline and uh, and pretty much the Blades and Codex you know she was successful so you feel like oh the season ended but then she's got this one last thing yeah. you know that has to go in and, and actually not even that one but also the the Fox Codex painting came back and played back into mm-hmm. it and the computer breaking which happened in the very first episode yeah. you know so I mean just how she's taken all of these things and you know just woven them together I mean it's pretty freaking amazing <laughs> so um, the season as a whole though yeah it was you know it was challenging and, and it's interesting because every season we do it a little different and so this season, just in terms of production, if anyone cares, I don't know. But uh, <laughs> if you do care, so what we did in season three, we block shot it like a movie. So everything was out of order. It was just where are the locations and how, you know, let's 
try to, you know, if we're shooting tank, we're shooting everything of tank all in one day and then we're moving on. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, that has its advantages and its disadvantages. And, you know, the biggest disadvantage is for the actors because, you know, the thing that obviously they hate the most is having to just sit in front of a computer and act without another person. It's Mm -hmm. really, really hard. And, you know, making them do 12 episodes (laughs) worth of that in one day is, it's, it's, you know. Yeah. It's it's really challenging. So this year we decided to go in, and when I structured the season, I was like, okay, I think we're going to think of it um, not as a whole movie chopped up, but we're going to think of episodes one through six as like one, and then seven through twelve as one, and then we're going to. So we did end up going back to Felicia's and shooting twice, so mm-hmm. that we could shoot every you know all the dialogue from one through six, and then we went back, and it, it ended up working out pretty well. I think for next season, I would even chop it more. I, I would go three. Yeah. I, I mean, we yeah, it was. So next season we're gonna if we shoot fifteen days, which we ended up I think it ended up being fifteen days. Yeah, with the green screen day it was fifteen total. Yeah. So we'll conceptualize it. If you know, and again it will all depend on what the storyline is. But it, yeah. if it is similar to this, then I think conceiving it of you know, conceiving of it as four episode blocks, mm. three, four episode blocks is probably That would be ideal. You know, the best way to do it. Which is kind of what we did for season two but in season two we were shooting like season two it was like two episodes at a time i think i mean i almost want to say it felt like we were going episode to episode because we came back to your house so many times yeah and so we realized well that's not the way to do it so you know but Mm -hmm. there's uh yeah it's a it's a cool uh learning process you know but definitely every season is different and every season you know we learn so much more about how to how to run it, mm-hmm. you know, the best way we can. and um, But like Sean said, like, nothing has ever been compromised. And, you know, I feel like there's some sort of weird angel sitting somewhere in the guild going, like, you guys are going to make it, you know, because literally there are days where we shouldn't have, you know. The GameStop in Season 3 was, I mean, if you've seen the outtakes, people like, sun. literally yeah. running just to get that, la- that last but shot. But we've never, yeah, throughout, yeah, at least my time on, you know, last three seasons there's never been a day where we're like we have to call it we've never heard those words like, yeah i mean and, and i think that's part of it is like we can't you know there is just like, we really we really can't it's, it's like it's not like you know i have hidden money I mean, <laughs> that even, i'm just like i'm just not gonna give you you gotta do it. it's like there is yeah. this is what we have to work but with, it's so a, even with the game on music video that kim and i directed it was that same thing too sun's going down and we had to get it done and we did you know it's yeah. just like I don't know, it's something that we've kind of just adapted to and just knowing and you know when to save time and when to spend that extra time and it just becomes kind of a flow and as the season goes on, the crew responds to each other quicker and everyone kind of fills each other out and everyone knows what to expect and and that was good because the season got more and more ambitious. Mm-hmm. So by the time we were at these difficult shoots such as the, the wedding and the green screen day, like we were completely in sync because we had to be. Like, yeah. we, we really had no other option. If there was miscommunication, like, we would have been screwed. But everyone was on the same page with everything. And we came in, you know, with this plan that's just fueled with just, you know, like, wanting to make as good of a show as we can. Mm-hmm. Cool. So I guess that's it. I, I want to thank you guys for taking the time and interviewing for me for the past. I know especially Sean. I dragged him. He was so tired. After every single shoot, he made sure he sat down with me and talked to me. So I really appreciate that. And I know the fans really appreciate it. Sure thing, Kim. And uh, thank you, Kim, for giving all your wonderful insights into the workings of the Guild. 
Oh, thanks for having me. And uh, thanks, Kenny. Thanks, Kenny. Thanks, thanks for, for doing for, this. Yeah, too. thanks this for it. you guys. Kenny, one. Kenny didn't work. He this was his job. This was it. For the last three months, he dedicated himself to to this. But you look extremely happy, though. I, I, oh yeah, yeah. I you're loving every minute. Once of this. a week podcasts are so difficult. All right, guys. Thanks for talking about episode twelve, and we'll see you uh, hopefully next season. Thanks, Kenny. Thanks, Kenny. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. That's my camera impression. That's my Sean impression. I'm here with Simon, who plays the Kevinator. Uh, welcome. Thank you. Had you heard of the Guild prior to getting the part? I had heard about the Guild, I mean, from Felicia and at Comic-Con and... Um, you know, from people that I think it, it, there's definitely a crossover with Big Bang Theory and the Guild. So, um, yeah, and I and I've, I've just and and she's really spearheaded this thing and and uh, and really given it quite a life. And 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 I mean, as is everybody else. But it, it, I was I was I have talked to her about it before and just really impressed that she took something on as such a passion project and and really kind of built it from the ground up so uh but yeah I, I mean i knew sort of the subject matter but again i still needed a translation just because i even if i know it's about gaming i i had to learn about what xp is and and poop shoots you know things like that how did you get the kevinator part uh i i knew felicia through doing dr horrible and um she asked me to play someone named kevinator and that was all i, I really needed to hear uh, any any anything with the suffix "ater" is pretty awesome. So uh, Kevin Ader appealed to me. And uh, have you? Uh, this is all you're the, the entire in game, so you're all green screen. Have you ever worked with green screen before? I have worked. I have worked with green screen. I'm trying to remember uh, when when it was. I, I did. I definitely did a commercial where I did a commercial where I was all green. And there was green screen involved in that, and it was actually it was it was a really crazy process. I had to be in liquid latex that was green, and I played a game piece. So I had to have a harness, and I had to fly, and uh, that was that was really. It's actually it's usually pretty physically strenuous for some reason. This today too, it's it's like involves a lot of armor or harnesses, and yeah. So I did I did a green screen in that, and I'm trying to remember that that that's what comes to mind. Yeah. Cool. Now uh, I think. It- you have the largest weapon in the oh, guild history. I know where you're going. <laughs> I'm talking about the double-sided axe. Okay. Uh, did it, it was as heavy as it looked? Uh, yes, my my weapon was large and heavy, and uh, and it was I guess it was very suiting. Although you could say that he's compensating. I don't know, um, but yes, head top heavy. As was I out there with my armor. So um, lots of top heaviness. Nice. Hey guys, I'm here with Felicia Day, and we're discussing the finale of season four of The Guild, episode 12, Guild Hall. 12, Guild it's Hall. Dead. Can you believe it's I over? Hope people are like, uh, I can't believe it's over. It's, <laughs> it's amazing. It's been quite a ride. It, but, uh, it, it really flew, flew, it flew by. At least to me, it felt like it flew by. Yeah, for all the work, I mean, it's like, oh, it's already over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, but it's it's so good. So the episode twelve is so much work. I mean, I can't even tell you how much more work than you think it is to do CGI and green screen and yeah. shoot that many people in a room. It's just uh, impossible. Yeah, I mean, because that was all shot on green screen. 
Yeah. Yeah, we don't, definitely don't deserve to have pulled off that. And it's only because of a lot of people really pulling together to make it great. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just the logistics alone of where the camera is and what you're shooting, and it's only a half of a green screen. So you guys did your scenes with the camera view, and then we had to flip everybody around, make sure everyone's in the right position again, and shoot their scene. Yeah, and you have to know exactly. And not only that, it's like also lighting and knowing what the set's going to look like afterwards and matching the lighting so it doesn't people are standing in space. And it's just so much technical stuff, and I really haven't been privy to it, and I'm sure Sean can talk about all the – yeah. Complications that yeah. ensue. <laughs> yeah, and again, it's still incredible to me that it is all real. I mean, it's all physical thing. It's a miniature. You know. Yeah. Well, all the field hall is now when yeah. it changes to puffy. When it changes to the puffy paint palace, that's that's right. That's yeah, puffy palace. It did, which I know Greg talks about a little bit why he went with that route instead of doing all real. You know, cause mm-hmm. he likes miniatures obviously because he's good with his hands and building stuff. Yeah. But. Um, but yeah, it yeah, looks you're a lot right. more real to me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, Puffy. But Puffy is supposed to be kind of cartoony and it's, a, it's supposed to be cartoony. Yeah. So I think it really yeah. it worked fine. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's really cool. Um, well, Vork doesn't marry Avanashi. Everybody objects. Yeah, you know, which is good. I mean, I, you know, he was not into it anyway. He was oh god, you see his face? The, yeah, yeah. So, some of the reactions <laughs> they have of Jeff is just hilarious. But, you know, who knows how that's going to affect him later. So uh, I'm not going to say that he didn't care at all. And I I meant to make sure that it wasn't thrown away. But really, it's it's just about somebody being so lonely that they're willing to, if they can control somebody else, they're willing to chip in with whoever. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it's it's nice, too, because Zabu continues to grow, you know. Yeah. Season one, especially. I mean, he's continuously... He's one of the main characters that really has grown a lot over the four seasons. Yeah, and I like that. I like yeah. the fact that Codex... And, you know, somebody tweeted at me the other day, hey, do you notice that Codex is a lot more self-content this season? And I'm like, yeah, because I planned it. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, a like coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, I, I like the fact that people change because things happen to them. Every single thing you do changes the way your brain is wired. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just fact. Yeah. So to keep people in a perpetual state of one-noteness is not yeah. real. And I think as a web series, we do have the luxury of building overall the movement of characters mm-hmm. versus keeping them static like TV shows tend to do because you have so much more material on them. You kind of keep, have to keep them in the same wheelhouse. And mm. I don't – I think it's interesting to see people change and uh, and grow. So – that's uh, I love the way that Zabu just seems a little bit more you know stable mm-hmm. and uh, and I don't want him to ever have him lose his fun but just to be able to have a conversation with somebody who they've never had conversation before is like a big step up yeah yeah which is great it's uh, it's really nice and then uh, of course we have uh, Tink and and Blades fighting while he's trying to oh yeah <laughs> talk to his mom which is so. Uh, which is so appropriate considering if you know the game. So hopefully all the WoW players will <laughs> will enjoy that little Easter egg to them. Yeah, very, very cool. And uh, let's see what else happened in that. Oh, of course, we have Kevinator. Oh, yeah, you forgot. I know, Kevinator. How can I forget the Kevinator? So you uh, obviously you worked with Simon on um, Dr. Horrible. Yeah. Right? And then did you always have an yeah. idea that he was going to be the Kevinator? No, but, um, you know, I had written Kevinator, and I knew the kind of person I wanted, and actually, it just came to me when we were brainstorming, like, who we knew we could get, because it, 
kind of needed to be somebody who's recognizable a mm-hmm. little bit, but not, you know, I didn't want to just stunt cast to stunt cast. Yeah. Uh, it's, but it it is such a, like, finale moment that it mm-hmm. felt, we were thinking of just going with somebody who's unknown, and it just didn't feel right to me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we do are lucky on this show that we have really great, you know, friends who work a lot and are, are recognizable, and and uh, and I have, a, you know, and I just kind of thought randomly, like, hey, what about Simon? And then Sean loved that idea, and uh, and I emailed him, and he said, hey, I'm in. So it was pretty nice. pretty simple. Yeah. And uh, it was great, because he's on the biggest show in, you know, yeah. on TV right now. So he doesn't need to theory. do anything. Yeah. yeah. So uh, just for, for him to, like, come down and rough it on our set, it's pretty – it's uh, it's very flattering, and the fact he liked the show and everything. He had a great uh, time too, because I I did interviews with him after the fact. Oh yeah, and yeah, he, and you know that he couldn't sit down in that armor. He must have been so tired, and I felt and awful. hot, and yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah, you were you're you're so nice. You're trying to get him to sit, and we're trying to take off stuff so we can make him sit. I just felt so guilty. <laughs> I was like, here I call in this big favor, and I'm making him putting him in a torture device, but. <laughs> But at the same time, he was cool with it. Oh and, yeah, yeah. But he's also uh, a great moment too. I mean, he's he's going to be a great character. He's so he's just, it's a short time, but he's going to be a big character. I love him. Yeah, yeah. he's great, and yeah. it's just uh, he makes such an impact and is so perfect with the the role. It's just uh, yeah, it, it just made that episode really to me. Yeah, and I love the fact that we get to see a little bit of the boss from season one in Avanashi come back. <laughs> Because yeah, I saw the, I saw the, I saw the when I initially saw two, uh, twelve, it was all green screen still, so I didn't really see what ah. you, you know when when Codex turns to Zabu and she's looking above his head and it's all those you yeah, know yeah, litmus, yeah. litmus stuff. I didn't see any of that, so I really didn't know what was going on or or when she gave that stare. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna figure put fire in her eyes or you know stuff like that. But yeah, I finally saw the yeah. final episode. Oh, good. I yeah. haven't seen the final final. I well, I haven't, I, you know, I, I haven't still... seen the final final. I saw well, it's it's mostly done. Just not rendered all the way. Finalist, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I got yeah, to see the flames and the smoke, and I was like, oh, I love it because it's like a throwback to season one. It's a great little callback. I love callbacks. I really do. I mean, yeah. the more obscure, the better. I yeah. feel like that fits the internet the best. Yeah, yeah. That was that was a lot of fun to see a little bit of her. Um, Good. Yeah, and then of course we have the kind of a cliffhanger, quasi cliffhanger. Yeah, well, no, let's, before I get to that, let's first talk about Codex holding Zabu's hand in game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was nice. That was, was that a surprise? It, was, was, it was a surprise because I talked to you about because you know I want those two together. Since day, yeah, oh, you do? Day, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, we talked about it in an interview, I think, once for like season two. I asked you if you were oh, ever going to okay. put them together. Um, so uh, I, re- I didn't know you were an advocate. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so I really want... I like that. I, I, that was fun. It was a fun little surprise and kind of a little hint. Yeah, you're not sure really, you it's, know. You know, I wanted to be a little vague about it. Like, yeah. I, I feel like Codex has been really burned, so yeah. she's not going to be jumping into another relationship. But yeah. the fact that she, you could see somebody with new eyes is kind of like what I wanted to say there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, and you I don't kind know of, what's going to happen. So. You led up to it a little bit with the litmus test. You know, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. But I mean, uh, yeah, it doesn't definitely. They're not a couple. It's just it was a nice little. You know, they could just be holding hands too for friends because they finally reached that yes. stage that they're friends finally. Yes. You know, with no. So relation. I don't know. So I, I don't guess know what's gonna happen. Yeah, but now let's get back to the cliffhanger. The whole oh, okay. 
because <laughs> I thought that was that was cool. Because you've never done that. I don't know. Now I'm not saying that season five is even going to happen, but if it does, will it be the convention? You know, none of that's been said, but you've never really, yeah, you never ended anything and kind of, you know, gave this a hint is what we we're going to go to. Yeah, I gave a hint of what's going to be coming up next. So this well, was well. I mean, not, not really. If you look at all the cliffhangers, they've always influenced greatly what happens the next season. But you don't necessarily. It's not like on the nose. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, this one actually you throw right out there. Maybe that's true. I mean, we could <laughs> see the end result. They can be coming back from it and be done already with it. You know, we Who could yeah. we could progress past a week for, for this whole series. Exactly. That would be crazy. Everybody. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know what's. I mean, I I'm like like I said, I have a couple comic books to write, and yeah. before I start looking at season five, we haven't gotten a pickup, and we probably won't until the end of the year. So that's fine because we're all very you know, busy. And yeah. Yeah. It's nice to let it breathe between seasons, but, uh, I mean, yeah, I, uh, I thought it was a great way to end and it seems really appropriate. Um, and I don't know how we would able to afford to shoot on location. So that would be a challenge. <laughs> so those are all things that are considerations when I sit yeah. down to write again, like what, what can we accomplish? And it's always like, what is going to be the best thing for the story? Yeah. Uh, but I do like the, the sort of, um, yeah, the the laying in of the possibility. Yeah, the, it's really cool. It'd be fun. It yeah, it gets people excited to, for season five. Yeah, we don't know what's gonna happen. Don't know. Got to wait and see. <laughs> well, I just want I want to thank you for this season. It's been an incredible season. I've really enjoyed every episode. I mean, it, it's been nonstop. This is probably one of my favorite seasons of all four seasons. Oh, thank you, Kenny. That means a lot. Yeah. You are a guild expert. So <laughs> enjoyed it. It and, must be good. Yeah, and I really I really love the fact that you've taken time to do these companion casts because I know fans have really appreciated it. So. Oh, good. I no, it's, thank uh, you. it's a great supplement to our world. So yeah. thank you for taking time to do all the editing and all that stuff. Yeah, and now can you just give me like a brief overall, are you happy with this season? Did it turn out exactly as you planned? Oh, um, the season has turned out different than I sat down when I first got the pen out. But uh, it's it's definitely watching it. It's been I think one of my favorite. I really <laughs> love all the things. It was very. I guess it, it's my enjoyment of it is proportional to the pain I felt writing it. So <laughs> I really hope that's not the way I, every season has to go. But I definitely suffered and uh, fought myself and and put myself through a ringer to put it on paper. Yeah. And uh, so we'll it, and I'm so happy with it. Like, everybody just pulled together, and everybody's contribution made it better than what I had thought. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a huge testament to the collaborative environment and what we really, you know, everybody's contribution is, is some, something that's special. And I think that whole attitude takes the guild and makes it a cut above because yeah. everybody knows they're doing their best. Nobody's just doing it for the paycheck they're not doing it just for uh you know just to ha- just, just it's not a job it. it's yeah. really a passion yeah, yeah so they want to they want to do it because they care about it yeah. yeah 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 so i'm really happy with it and uh hopefully we can keep going and, and awesome. our audience will grow and we'll see awesome well i really appreciate everything you've done for us as fans and i can't wait to see what happens for the future of the guild so uh thank you so much okay. for joining me thank you Tammy. Right. bye Bye. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that final companion cast. Uh, I got some really good interviews, had a lot of fun talking to the cast for the final time. Uh, it was kind of a sad day because we knew that this would be the end, uh, at least for the, you know, for this 
time being for this season. But, um, it, you know, when you work with these people, you become a family. And, and it's, you know, now I've been doing this for three seasons now. So I did uh, two, three, and four. And they're all very close to me. The crew, the cast especially, since I do interact with the cast more than the crew. You know, they're all my friends. And it's difficult when you, you hang out with them for like three weeks, four weeks straight, you know, of shooting. And you see them every day. Uh, and then all of a sudden, you see them occasionally here and there, but uh, not as often as you would like. We had a great time on season four. It was a lot of fun. You know, uh, it was a fun shoot. We had some crazy times. We had some difficult times. We had a new camera. We had a new crew, basically. And uh, I think it all turned out fantastic. This is definitely one of my favorite seasons and hopefully it was one of your guys' favorite seasons also. And plus this is, you know, where I where I took over doing companion casts. Um, instead of doing behind-the-scenes material like I did for seasons 2 and 3, my sole purpose was to do these companion casts for you guys. To bring as much detail, to bring as much behind-the-scenes, to bring as many interviews and many cool things that you guys don't get to see. Um, being, you know, the viewers just watching a completed episode. So hopefully I did that with these companion casts. Uh, I've gotten nothing but great feedback from you guys, and I really appreciate it. It means a lot that you guys are enjoying these companion casts. They are a lot of work for me. Uh, the entire podcast is a lot of work for me, but I enjoy doing it because I know that you guys appreciate it because I see it in the emails, in the reviews, in the tweets. You guys are just fantastic, and I love bringing all of this really cool information to you guys every week. Uh, hopefully, you guys will continue to listen to our podcast. Like I said, we do have regular podcasts that come out on the 15th and the 29th of every month. Those are a lot of fun. We do we go continue interviewing our cast. We interview fans. We interview crew members. We update you on what's happening with all the cast and crew. You know their future projects that they're working on. You know it's just a it's chuck full of information, and it's so much fun to do with my co-host Jenny. We have a blast doing it. And I would love for you guys to continue to listen to those. And like I said, when Season 5 comes out, we'll definitely be bringing you companion casts also for that. Well, this might be my final companion cast, but I still definitely have interviews from, that I did on set. Uh, I still have stuff that didn't make it into previous episodes just because either of time or I missed it the first time, you know, and then the episode passed, so I couldn't put it into another episode. So I'm going to be putting together a few special, or probably, they'll probably be microcasts, but uh, there'll definitely be a few of those that contain material from my days on set of season four. So those should be a lot of fun. Not sure how many of them I will have. I'm going to see if I can do some of the read through. That's a lot of fun. I need to clear all this obviously to make sure it's cool with everybody. But it would be cool to share some of the read through with you guys. Obviously I couldn't play the whole thing because it's super long. But I can definitely do snippets to kind of see where the story was at one time and how it's changed over the course of shooting it. I have a lot of cool things coming up for Knights of the Guild, and hopefully you guys will join me for those. Again, thank you for all your wonderful, wonderful comments. If you'd like to leave me a comment, send me some feedback. You can send that to knightsoftheguild at gmail.com. We love hearing from our listeners. Love hearing what your thoughts on our episodes, on interviews, on what you thought of this. And I think the biggest compliment I've gotten from a lot of you has been that after listening, you know, you watch the episode, after listening to the companion cast, you go back and watch the episode again to catch all the little things that were mentioned during the companion cast. And to me, that's, that's the ultimate goal. That is what I want 
wanted, you know, for the fans to do. I wanted them to listen and say, oh my gosh, I didn't realize this. Oh my god, I didn't see that. And then go back and watch the episode again, knowing all this information. It, it, it changes the way you watch the episode, knowing the little behind-the-scenes tidbits that we, you know, throw out to you guys. So that, that to me, is the most satisfying comment that I get. And I get that quite a bit, which is always a lot of fun. So I guess that's going to do it for this companion cast. Again, I want to thank the Guild, all its cast members, all its crew members, everybody. Kim Evie and Felicia Day, Sean Becker. All those guys are fantastic. And I so appreciate all the time they've given to me because I know with that busy schedule, they all still took time to sit down with me and chat about, you know, the thing that we all love, which is the Guild. So I really appreciate it everybody it's a fantastic family to be part of and i'm so proud to call myself a member of the guild the guild fans are second to none i mean you guys are fantastic i do this for you guys i do this to share in all the guilty goodness i met some really great fans at comic-con who will be my friends for the rest of my life i mean we share the love of the guild amongst other things but they're just fun to hang out with we had such great times at comic-con the past two two years with all the fantastic fans that i've met guildies are the best and you know this isn't the end it sounds like this is the end but this isn't the end of the podcast this is just the end of the companion cast uh, we will continue to bring you all of this guilty goodness with other knights of the guild and i have like i said i have a few ideas of some really cool uh different kind of podcast so um you know stay tuned for those anyways thank you again but before i go always remember gaming convention there's gonna be a convention with the game where did my grief go there's seriously convention we're going to a convention yeah honey about that (laughs) Knights of the Guild has a Creative Commons attribution non-commercial, no derivative works, 3.0 United States license. All rights reserved.